Welcome to Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Nancy Jamison. And I'm Bill Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. Shall we begin? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. (laughs) What's happened? Hot stuff. (laughs) What a day, huh? What a beautiful day. Tell me what's beautiful about it. Well, so today, uh, my magic for today, we had uh, two closings. And so the, yes, absolutely. That's a way to start the year. Amazing. (laughs) The amazing thing about the closings are that one of the closings was um, our accountant. And so out of the, you know, five to 600 real estate agents that he services because he specializes in real estate agents, um, he asked, he called me and asked us to represent him in the sale of his house. So yeah. that closed today. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. Very humbled and, and grateful for that experience. So that was, that was a super easy transaction. And then uh, the other one that closed today was um, somebody that we've done a few transactions with, in fact. So she bought her first house with yeah. you. Years ago, five, six years ago. About five years ago, yep. yep. And then just bought her next house because she just got married and then sold this house, you know, the house that you So used. three transactions with her. Well, just with her, right. And never mind the referral business because yeah. there's been at least two mm-hmm. and oh, because at three, three, three or four other, three or four other transactions just because of uh, our relationship with her and Mm-hmm, the connection. So yep. that was that was really beautiful. So I appreciated that. And um, you thank know. you, Sarah. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. And um, yeah, so beautiful day for uh, for closings. How about you? Why did you have such an extraordinary day today? Uh, you know, Monday is uh, we call Mondays meeting Mondays, and mm-hmm. I love meeting Mondays because uh, you know we made a decision years ago to. Uh, instead of having a meeting here and a meeting there over the course of the week to uh, have all of our meetings in one day. Mm-hmm. And it's the day where we go over our finances, the state of the union with the with the, with the the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I own on Mondays, which mm-hmm. is always beautiful. And uh, you can reference that in another <laughs> podcast, yes. Oming. Orgasmic meditation. Yes. And uh, and then uh, because it's meeting Monday, we, uh, well, we both have the bulk of our coaching clients on Mondays as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so uh, I have a new coaching client. Whoop. Yep. And his, his name is Steve referred to me by another coaching client. And I just, you know, kudos to this guy for, uh, you know, he, he was unengaged with his, uh, with his real estate business. And really he did a couple of rentals last year and that's it. And then uh, got on with me and and he's, I mean, he's just wide open and ready to receive the guidance in all areas of life, you know, from workouts to running to, uh, to his work life. You know, he's, he's active, he's engaged, he's uh, open to receiving all the feedback and lo and behold, we've been coaching for just a couple of weeks and he's already got one under contract. Nice. So, oh, so you're saying? Oh no, he's not under contract. He wrote the offer. Oh, hey, but still, he'll be under contract. You know, today or tomorrow. Yeah. So you're saying being open and surrendered to the feedback works 
Is that what you're saying? It's amazing. I know. Hard to believe. I know. I know. Yep. Totally. Um, Yay. Yep. So hashtag coachable. Coachable for sure. So love that guy. Thank you, Steve. Mm -hmm. Woo woo. Awesome. So, uh, you know, what are we talking about today, Nance? Um, Well, this could be a squishy subject. This is definitely one of those ones where, uh, where we definitely went through it for sure. A couple of, for a couple of years and this one. Squishy. So 2008, <laughs> 2009, 2010, yes. we, uh, we, we learned a lesson in that period, huh? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. So we're all talking about... Um, the big B. The big B. Bankruptcy? Yes. Ah, bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Yes. Do we, do we choose bankruptcy or do we choose to short sale or do we choose... Gosh, to foreclose on the property. Ooh. Do we choose a chapter of seven? Do we cha- choose a chapter 11? Or yeah. chapter 13. Or right. chapter 13. Is yeah. it 13? No. Well, there, chapter there is 13. a chapter 13. What yes. did we choose? We did 11. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, but the emotions, you know, when we're, th- you know, when we had decided to start talking about this, the emotions are I'm more present to the... Uh, the emotions and some of the some of the things that we went through and the healing we went through uh, more than you know the title of the uh, the bankruptcy. So um, mm-hmm. it was interesting though. You know, I mean, we we're we're I mean, we're definitely not younger, but we were younger and we we're definitely immature around our finances. And it's all around a time when uh, the kids were being born, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Rex was born in two thousand six, and then Luke was born in two thousand seven. So they're seventeen and a half months apart. We did it intentionally. And, uh, you know, so we're talking about 2008, 2009, and 2010, those particular, those particular years. So let's set it up. Bills in real estate, 100%. Um, I am not uh, working per se. I was, um, we decided we had a, we had a nest egg and I was, uh, I left work. And once we found out that we were pregnant in 2006 with Rex, we um, we made the decision for me to stay home, you know. Um, I interviewed for a couple of director of operations positions for different restaurant groups and stuff like that, and I could have easily went back to work. Yet, uh, we knew that for the, for the health of me and the health of uh, the baby, we wanted to, I wanted to experience what that was like. And we looked at our finances and, and thought we could, um, we were in a great position to do that. So the market was booming, if you all remember, 2005, 2006, and 2007. So Rexy was born in 2006. And then, you know, we uh, nine months later, we got pregnant with Luke. And then, uh, and then he was born at the end of 2007. 2008, you had a gr- another great year. I mean, that was really like your best yeah, year. I mean, that was the crash in the market, 2008. Mm-hmm. And I had enough in the pipeline where we actually had, you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah, it was probably pretty close to being a, a record in that, year in, in, that the, in, in that moment, yeah, right? Yeah. And then 2009. Oh, Jesus. And then it was like crickets. It was like you slammed on the brakes of the school bus and you went through the windshield. Right. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> Can anybody relate to 2009? <laughs> Can I get a Or even part of 2008? Yeah, yeah absolutely. 2008 for sure. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. It hit certain places. Um, you know, certainly before it hit us. I mean, we were we were in Atlanta, um, 
and and, uh, and, and, and discovering our immaturity around our finances mm-hmm. in, in that in that moment in two thousand nine. Yeah, we were not running our personal life, um, business life, or anything like a business. We were very emotional based. I mean, it was all about I want, I want, I want because you know the faucet was on, and here we're thinking we're living high on the hog, and we got these amazing kids and. We, I don't know. And, and we have a nest egg per se, yeah, but we have, yeah. but we haven't looked at our, you know, we haven't really looked, we haven't really looked at our debt. I mean, we weren't really budgeting. No, we weren't point. budgeting. We had, we had no budget. I mean, I knew what we were bringing in and we were paying our bills, right. but really like truth be told, we had $125,000 in credit card debt. Yep. Student loans. Yeah. Student loans. Both of us, we still had student loans. We owned no, we didn't own any cars. We had we had we owned car payments as well. Yeah, right. We had a, yeah. Uh, we thought we were we were living high on the hog with our cars too. You know, our our higher end cars. cars and and thought you know we were super cool for sure. Golly, that was probably close to eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks in car payments mm-hmm. plus insurance. Which even back then that was probably well, that was probably expensive back then too. Yeah, I mean, that, oh gosh, yeah, living beyond our means for sure. No savings. So what happened? No plan. No plan. No budget and spending everything. Yeah. So I think in 2009, I think we sold, I don't know, three or four houses. Yeah, I don't know. I have Total? to go back to look at the... But not many. Not many. Not, not you know, the two or three a month that... I never really we, wanted to we go back and look at that. Cu- now custom I, to. Yeah. Now or, I'm... Or even one a month. Now I'm curious what that was. And... Uh, I mean, we sold some, but it was it certainly wasn't... Yeah. Oof, and and so, you know, we sold only a few houses that year and, you know, we were, we we're months into it. And, uh, at least I personally, I'm, I'm living in denial. Oh, it'll come around. Our people will come around. The economy will come around or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, and our credit cards are going up and, and our savings account is going down Yeah, and it's getting, it's getting a little scary. Mm-hmm. It was very, very reaction based. We totally went into reaction mode. To the point where we're running out of money and we're totally like scarcity, you know, and we're, we're cutting this and we're cutting that. And we sold both cars. We traded in both cars. Yeah. And we bought this little POS. Which yeah. We love and it would serve us well. We're very grateful for the Mazda 626. Yes. <laughs> but we bought it with cash, right? We, we paid off both of those loans and then the, the proceeds, what little proceeds we had, we bought the Mazda. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. So we got rid of that, and then we, um, we, you know, I mean, if anybody has gone through this, you you know what the deal is. You you start looking at all the coupon websites, and you you uh, we cut cable. We uh, I called every single credit card company there was that we had, and started negotiating payments and percentages Try, and, and trying to flip cards from one to the next yes, so we wouldn't have a payment or all that kind of balance transfer stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, and then there was that day, Nance. Yes, we were. Uh, we were upstairs with the kids, right? Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. It's going to make me cry. The, um, we were in, yeah, we were in the boys' bedroom and we were playing or, I mean, and they're little. They were, they were, they were little. They were like a year and six months or whatever. Yeah. And we were playing with them. And, and I happened to look out the window and I see a Georgia Power truck. And uh, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. And, um, and then all of a sudden, like I see him get out of the truck and then he, he like walked up the lawn and next thing you know, ka-chunk. nothing blackout. Here goes our electricity. And it's not like it's, 
I, I feel like it was a couple days. And it was cooler weather. It was not like, I mean, there's no convenient time to have your electricity turned off. But yeah, I just remember feeling like, well, I mean, it was either way, no matter when it's going to happen, I was going to feel helpless. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it anyway. It was definitely the, one of the worst. That was that, was that peg day. You know, a, a, a mentor of mine used to call days that you remember in perpetuity peg days. <laughs> so that was definitely a peg day. That's actually one of those days that I reference back when I don't feel like prospecting. Yeah, I remember that day. Or if I don't feel like calling that coaching client. Yeah, I remember that day. Or if I don't, you know, I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, do it anyway. That uh, that comes around real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we took care of that. Yeah, we we, we leveraged another <laughs> we credit leveraged card, I think, else. and and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and got our electricity turned on, and uh, still deeply in denial. And still went and got a job. Well, yeah, I remember that conversation where we were sitting back in the back of the house in the red chairs, and uh, we had the conversation about who goes who goes to get a job. Mm-hmm. So was it me or was it? So we both were in the restaurant industry prior to getting into real estate, and um, uh, well, I wasn't even in real estate yet. No, no, you were not this in is real still estate. 2009. Yeah, no, you yeah. weren't in real estate right. yet. No. So it was do I go back and get a job or does or does Bill go and get a job? And we figured that it was the most amount of money the quickest for Bill to go get a bartending job because let me tell you, Bill in the heyday was like the bartender. <laughs> you saying I'm not in my heyday anymore? Well, maybe? not in bartending. Oh, heard. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so how did you feel and, about that? Yeah, well, no, I felt distraught. Honestly, I felt how did I feel? I felt um I mean, my ego was bruised, more than bruised. My I was I was <laughs> what's the word? downtrodden. Mm. I was not I was not having it, you know. And I went back to a restaurant group that I had worked with for over 10 years and uh they would they wouldn't hire me, actually. Mm-hmm. I and so I you know I uh, because I had been in the business for so long and knew a lot of people. I I, I shopped it around a little bit and you know landed in a, in a great place as far as bartending goes. Yeah, he but was, it was still he was our client. Yeah, he was our client too. Yeah, by the way, he's still our client. <laughs> he's still our client. Yeah. We've he's uh, bought and sold houses with us, and uh, he hired me on. I walked in there one day and uh, Lee was like, "You need a job. You've got a job." Mm-hmm. You know, and put me right into the, the the position. There was no, you know, working my way up or whatever. He just he knew he knew what I needed and 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 blessed our family. But at the end of the day, it was still too little, too late. You know, we we didn't have any money, and it was shift to shift to you know make you know a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks mm-hmm. we were making, and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm home raising the kids and. um you know, I would periodically go to work for my stepfather, who's a general contractor. So whether it was landscaping projects that I did or painting or, you know, the caulking or cleaning or any of that kind of stuff, that's what I was doing. I was doing like freelance work for him. I was also doing like some freelance restaurant stuff where I was writing operations manuals or safety strategies or any of that kind of stuff. And um, it was... uh it was definitely very humbling, very humbling. And so at this point, 
we decided to go see an attorney and talk about our options. That did not make me feel good. No, it's scary. I mean, you know, bankruptcy, you know, bankruptcy. And well, first of all, let me just share with you that my father is a real estate attorney. Who, uh, uh, you know, well, he was general law, right? So he practices in uh, real estate, bankruptcy, wills, probate, and divorce. (laughs) So to have that conversation about, uh, you know, our state of affairs, the authenticity around that and the the self-judgment and conversation. Oh, my gosh. Right? I mean, you could just. It was, yeah. And you it know, was talk, it, it was what? Sure. It made me feel like a big loser. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't in control of my life. I wasn't taking care of my family. I wasn't taking care of me. I felt like I had a big L on my forehead walking mm-hmm. around. And I felt like, you know, I was special and unique, and I'm the only one that's ever gone through that too. Mm. You know, so it was uh Uh, I definitely didn't feel like a provider and, uh, you know, and I felt like it was beneath me to go back into the restaurant business and, you know, all, I mean, all, any judgment you could possibly have around it, I'm sure that, uh, I was going through it. I know I was, I know I was, and I was putting on weight and, you know, at this point we're like, and we're not even eating like, you know, crazy food. I mean, we're, we're on chicken and rice and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still carrying around the weight, the burden of, uh, of my decisions and my choices kind of. Because I'm in denial about it. Yeah. Well, the attachment was definitely the, the attachment down, of it. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So sitting in front of an attorney was uh, was an interesting experience for sure. Mm. You know, and uh, I mean, uh, you know, and uh, I don't know. She was. Uh, I'm not going to say that she was compassionate, but she wasn't. You know, it was just. You know, that was her job, and that's mm-hmm. what she did. And yeah. she and she did guide got us through it and yeah. did a did a great job of it. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, when she said that there was relief in sight and um that day when the uh the bankruptcy was actually filed was uh there was definitely some relief there mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. you know, but still we chose to go through this. I mean and why why do you think you chose to go through this, Nance? What you know, <laughs> to have this to have this experience? Well let me just start off by saying there was zero part of that responsible or being responsible for this conversation. I had I mean, it, no, there was no conversation around choosing to go through this. It was all like blaming this and blaming that and blaming the economy blaming. And, and blaming the bank. Yeah. Who were you blaming? Yeah. Be specific. Yeah. Blaming. I just said blaming the bank, blaming the economy for what was going on or, uh, you know, uh, blaming me because I was out of work or blaming you because you weren't working hard enough. I mean, you know, you name it. It was, it was definitely a, uh, it was, it was a tough time. I mean, it, and it was fascinating. Um, I remember that there was a moment, well, we used to keep all the blinds closed. So, because at this point we weren't paying the mortgage anymore. This is before we filed. Right. We weren't paying the mortgage and you would be at the office because you did real estate during the day mm-hmm. and then you Correct. did yep. the restaurant at night, whether it was managing or bartending or whatever. And um, so, you know, you're working 15, 16 hour days. And I remember I used to keep the blinds closed so that in the event somebody came knocking on the door, they wouldn't be able to see inside mm. because I was there with the kids or... Right. You know, like I had a list of free places that I could take the boys to play. You know, it'd be like parks and playgrounds and 
that was about it. Like, where could we go feed the ducks at Piedmont Park <laughs> right. or something? Right. And buy stale bread or, I mean, it was just, it was just really interesting. So, um, it, it took a lot of work to get to that point where I fully accepted that we created that situation. And, um, I mean, that was years later. That was a lot of work. Oh, I, mean, done. Know, I know that we're going to talk about what it is that we, uh, you know, the steps that we took to, to move through that and get to the other side and, you know, that kind of stuff. But that, that took years. Yeah. And so I, so what I was really, you know, leading to was that we, I mean, I, well, for me, I'll speak for me. Uh, I know that there was choice in that experience, uh, even though it wasn't necessarily a conscious choice mm -hmm. uh, in that experience so mm -hmm. that I could evolve my maturity around uh, my finances and our finances and my relationship to money and the energy that's associated with it, you know, cause you can get in that scarcity mode and you just want to hang on, you know, to everything you want to cut stuff and hang on to stuff. And, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, there was, uh, it was, I just kept digging, digging a hole and it was a hole that even if we were, you know, you know, let's say things that were a little bit different somehow, and we were still like, you know, quote unquote, making money and, and being in our groove, we still, or the economy hadn't changed, we still would have been there because we never had the lesson. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. We never, I never would have had enough maturity to see that I needed to evolve unless we had that experience first. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree with that. Absolutely. And that that's my response too, is I believe that we created that experience to crack the code of whatever it like was that, that we... Um, you know, habits that we grew up on or things that we saw our parents do or any of those types of things. I mean, you know, you're a sponge in those early years or bad habits that you get, not bad, but disempowering habits that you have around credit cards in college or gosh, I mean, all that stuff. So we're just, we're just passing the torch along to those young, brilliant ones that we had. They're sitting at our feet. And um, I knew I was very aware that you and I wanted to have uh, a different experience and to create a different experience. And it needed to be a monumental shift in what was going on in order for us to create the change in the behavior. Mm -hmm. So we got out of the restaurant business, right? I mean, it's, if it's environment. Yep. And, you know. and we had given ourselves the, uh, you know, the one option of paying cash for everything mm -hmm. for years to come. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we, we did. you know, with the bankruptcy, uh, and, and choosing the 11, uh, yes. we were able to keep the house. Yes. We and, chose to keep the house. Yeah. And, and the car, by the way. Well, we, that we, would have been yeah. rolled in, but yeah, we owned anyway, the car. um, yeah, keep the house and, uh, you know, but it, the, you know, the consequence was that we didn't have any, uh, credit cards, uh, or, or any credit of any kind for, for years to come. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, we, we learned what it was to, you know, to, you know, and we'll get to this, but live, live out of the envelopes. Mm -hmm. yep. So, that so we, was... yeah. So cash. Yeah. So we filed in 2009, mm -hmm. chapter 11, it was discharged in 2013. And then our first credit card, we actually didn't open our first credit card until 2018. And that the whole purpose of that was to build business credit because of the launch of, we knew that we, uh, you know, we were planning to launch the other businesses yep. just to establish some business. And credit. we still haven't actually used, we have the business credit, but we haven't actually used the business credit. So mm -hmm. essentially we're still, we're still a cash business. Yes, we are much uh, to our, 
accountant's chagrin. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Our new accountant, because our obviously our other accountant yeah, just sold his closed. house and moved. Yeah. That's fine. All right. So So there were some art forms yeah. that we used uh, as we were maturing through these things. Art forms. Define art forms for us, Nas. Ooh. All right. So an art form it's an acronym. So action, what were the actions, relationships, or thoughts that we utilized to move through having a different experience or basically how do you move from ineffective to effective or effective to effortless? All right. And so these are some of the things that we go over in our individual accountability groups as well. So art forms. Uh, so again, we're in 2010. So we've, we've, we filed in September of 2009 and now we're in 2010. So really it was all about abundance, like changing that mindset, changing that behavior, what did we do? So it was financial uh, affirmations. It lots was of lots of meditations, lots of journaling. So much journaling. About, you know, different um, concepts. I mean, we were we did um, many um, uh, personal development programs. I mean, that was one of our side hustles in that at that point actually was to sell a personal development product and um, – so we were students of our own product. Um, I went to T. Harv Eckerd's uh, Millionaire Mindset here, which is a three-day intensive, which is all around moving from scarcity mindset to abundance mindset. And, and thank God you were gifted that. That because <clears throat> I believe you were gifted that. Because uh, I don't think we could af- we could afford to pay for something like that. But I think uh, your sister or somebody gifted you that. Uh, yeah. That three-day deal. And then that's when I learned about tax liens. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, so then that started the conversation around real estate. And ultimately, I decided to get into real estate. And, uh, you know, again, we had the conversation. It's like, okay, well, what do we do? Because I knew that I, you know, I love gardening. (laughs) So it was landscape architect or go into real estate. And so I really jived with these um, tax liens. And then going through the bankruptcy, I learned a ton of information about short sales and how to negotiate short sales and do all of these things and really, you know, make sure that the consumer was well taken care of. And uh, so we decided for me to get yeah. into real estate. So yep. I took my online course. It took me six months because I'm still nursing you know, well with, <laughs> with the boys and you're in the restaurant and and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I officially got my license in October of 2010. Um what was the other thing? Oh, we did Dave Ramsey's financial piece, yep. the seven baby steps. Yep. So that's borrow, really, and we borrowed that from somebody. Yeah, we borrowed the the program from somebody. Yeah, and we immediately instituted that because again, we're in a cash, um, a cash position. Wow. So we took the jar idea. So T. Harv talks about you know an abundance money system dividing your money in certain percentages uh, based on, you know, your lifestyle and that kind of stuff. And then he has jars. So we utilized the jar system because they're clear. And then we utilized Dave Ramsey's financial peace system and kind of combined the two Mm -hmm. because we really like the idea of watching the money grow. So we decorated the jars and then we had the jars out on display for basically, you know, all to see in the universe to see that we were being very um, 
um, mature and appropriate and worthy of our money. And so we, we literally want to watch it grow because what you focus on expands. Right. And I'm bartending and this is, you know, in the day when, you know, you still came home with your tips every night, mm -hmm. cash. And so it made it really easy for us to divide the money up and, and to really watch it, watch it grow. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a, an amazing exercise yeah. for sure. So we did it every night, every yep. night you came home, we, we sat there after you finished and we would sort it out into all those, you know, the seven piles and then boop, put it in the seven jars. I mean, it was a tithing jar or a give jar, a play jar. I mean, it was just, it was extraordinary. I still have those jars. I moved them. Like when we moved, I moved them because oh, cool. they were so integral to, um, to our story. Nice. Yep. To the point where we actually, the kids have jars. That's right. They have, uh, and <laughs> they, they decorated have. their own jars. Uh -huh. They have the give, spend, and uh, save jars. Yeah. And uh, the boys are, they don't earn, uh, we've talked about this in another podcast, I believe, but they don't they don't necessarily just get an allowance. They earn a commission as well. Mm -hmm. And they have checklists and the things that they do during the week that have been assigned to them. Uh, if they check it off and they've done it, then they get paid for that job. If they didn't do it, they don't get paid. So, uh, and then at the end of the day, they split everything up into the, uh, into the give, spend and, um, save, save jar. Right. right. And, uh, and they get to watch it grow. And mm -hmm. it's a habit that, uh, you know, that's been going on for probably, I mean, they've been doing it since they were six Ten or years? seven. Oh, at least. Oh, it's sooner than that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Maybe around that. And. Um, you know, it's just automatic now. We never, when we, uh, when we, we always get a stack of ones uh -huh. to pay them their commission and we don't have to say a word to them. They know the routine, they know what to do yeah. and everything gets divided up into its percentage and gets put in the jars. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it is that they're saving 20%. Yep. They're spending 20%, only 20% and they're giving 10%. Correct. So it's just huge. So, and, and we don't, we still use the jar system, but it's not, uh, but it's in, uh, savings accounts now. So right. when we, we get to the, to the accounts, yeah, yep. we give to the accounts now. So, you know, when we close a deal, the check goes in and then it gets divided out into, you know, taxes and a play fund and a savings fund and, you know, ultimately, Necessities. uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. So it's uh, it's definitely a beautiful system, and if you're not, uh, if you haven't looked into it or, or or have questions around using some kind of system like that, again, Dave Ramsey uh, has a has a great system with that, and so does T Harv. So, mm -hmm. and ask us, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know, yeah. you know, our experience. Shoot with us it as an well. email, and we're happy to go more into what the system looks like and the percentages and all that kind of stuff. But everybody's different, so. You know, your household may be run, it was going to be run differently because you got different needs. And yet we're happy to go into a little bit more. So, yep. Awesome. So, you know, what this has really done is not only matured us up mm -hmm. into, you know, breaking that glass ceiling or breaking the code, as you put it, which I really like. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, it's created, you know, breaking the code has turned us into more of uh, the internal student to finances. You know, listen, listening to uh, Jen. Oh, uh, Jen Sincero's yeah, book. Yeah, book was. And reading the and book. Reading, and it was fantastic. Book. And then you've been reading the, the money book. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, my gosh. From. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah. And then the Instagram guy that you've been uh, listening to, that you turned me on to as well, that does the finances. Oh, gosh. What's his name? He's in. Um, oh, my gosh. He is in Nashville. Um. Mm. Jeff Rose. Yep, Jeff Rose. That's the dude. Yeah. So he's on um 
He's definitely on Instagram, but he's also got some really fantastic videos too. It's, yeah, and you know what? You're right. It's it's actually YouTube that is uh, that he's more prevalent on. I mean, he's got an Instagram account, mm -hmm. but he's got some great lessons Jeff Rose does uh, on on YouTube. So check that out too. Mm -hmm. And any of the books that we've been talking about, we're going to uh, link in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So the uh, budget came out of it following the irregular budget to where, you know, obviously we're commission-based, so the, the income is irregular. And it took a minute to get that up and running, yet, I mean, now it's just, it's really... Yeah, well, yeah. and the irregular budget has, uh, you know, that was one of the, the one of the things that catapulted us to, you know, creating more business so that mm -hmm. the, you know, irregular... Because, you know, when you... I don't know how... To, well, you all get it because you're in the you're in the business. But you know, if if one month you have three closings and the next month you don't you only have one, I mean, really the goal is that you have two, two to three or four or however many deals you want to do every single month. Mm -hmm. So what does it take to create that kind of stability? Yeah, and it's absolutely it. possible. It's just yeah. you know, it's just being consistent with you know your prospecting and what you do. Mm -hmm. So well, and, and that, consistent with looking at your budget. Yes. You know, I mean, again, looking money in the eyes, what you focus on expands, I mean, all of those things. I mean, yep. this, you, there's management of the money for sure. So. So all kinds of great art forms for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you haven't done anything else, start with, start with a budget yes. and, uh, yeah, and don't just do it by yourself. Don't do the budget by yourself. Have somebody that can hold you accountable to it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you mean share the budget, your budget with somebody else? Oh my gosh, <laughs> share your money with somebody else or your your information about your money and your relationship to it? Ah! Crazy. Yes, that's that is definitely the <laughs> And you know, if, shine a bright spotlight on that one. Yeah, and if you can do that, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Things are going to change and things are going to shift because you can't mm -hmm. hide out anymore. Mm -hmm. You right. know. Right. Which is the purpose of accountability. Again, that's it's just being mature with uh with your finances. Being mature with it. Yes, accountability, transparency. Yep. I love that. Cool. All right. So uh, I am feeling complete, Nance, with, yeah. this, uh, with this segment. Is there anything you'd like to add before we close this one out? No. Um, I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate you going through this with me. I mean, I know that every time that we talk about it, the, um, the fully accepting our responsibility and the co-creation of the bankruptcy and moving through all of those different emotions really assisted us in in upgrading and evolving our code and adding new code and um dispelling all of those shame feelings and and the judgment around the mismanagement of things i mean it's just it's really beautiful so thank you for being in this healing space with me yes and i'm gonna go do some jumping jacks now just to <laughs> shake off a little bit of this because it was a crazy time and it's, and it's different now and i get it i'm still gonna do some jumping jacks yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. all right well i love you baby i love you too and it's a great life it is a great life Bye, Bye for now. Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. If you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow our show. I'm Nancy Jameson. And I'm Bill Jameson. And remember, it's a great life. Woo! <laughs>